Welcome to the long and short of the week ahead, a production of Horizon SLJ Capital that takes a look at the macroeconomic themes of the week ahead and has been recorded for professional investors. My name is Matt Jones, Head of Distribution for Horizon SLJ Capital, and I'm joined by Neil Staines, Senior Portfolio Manager. Welcome back, Neil. Hi, Matt. Great to be here. Thank you for joining us again. And this is the, the last episode of the season. Um, so uh, slightly different uh, slightly different format this week coming out at the start of the week that we're going to be looking ahead. Um, and in part, after a season of such highs and lows, uh, a season filled with controversy, um, we felt it only appropriate to, to mark the end of our season with a, a slight retrospective after the result of the final Formula One race of the season. But in the meantime, Neil, this is arguably quite a big week in financial markets for, for, for central banks in particular. So perhaps you could outline your thoughts on the week ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Matt. I mean, this week sees quick fire central bank meetings uh, in developed markets, uh, central bank meetings where the policy decisions have material implications uh, for yield curves and for currency markets. Uh, both into year-end and through the course of next year. Uh, You could even say that it's central bank pantomime season. Uh, It's not clear yet uh, whether we'll get magic beans, uh, golden eggs, or indeed uh, whether our carriages will turn into pumpkins, uh, but it should prove fascinating viewing nonetheless. In the UK, we get the October employment data on Tuesday and the all-important NPC meeting on Thursday. Regular followers will know uh, that we've been consistent in our view of a February rate liftoff from the Bank of England. Uh, I suppose you could say uh, that this delay, uh, relative to market pricing at least, uh, amounts to a Christmas gift from Threadneedle Street. Now, from a policy perspective, we are comfortable with the assessment that the underlying inflation dynamic warrants rate hikes through 2022. You know, to paraphrase Mervyn King's viewpoint, uh, not least to manage down aggregate demand uh, in line with the lower aggregate supply, uh, both through covid uh, and through Brexit-related Brexit supply chain disruptions. Uh, we're also comfortable with the improved assessment of the post-furlough labour market backdrop, uh, as is likely clearly demonstrated uh, early this week. However, last week's GDP data for October was a little disappointing uh, and likely highlight the Bank of England's concerns over the fragility of the near-term growth outlook and thus sensitivity to rate hikes. The breakdown of the October GDP showed services rebound, uh, but concentrated in the public services. Uh, doctor's appointments and the like. Uh, A more concerning picture in the private sector, hotels uh, and restaurants in particular. Uh, There's this further questioning uh, consumer demand. Indeed, the Bank of England tends to look at November, December and January together uh, to gauge consumer demand, what with uh, Black Friday, Christmas and January sales, uh, a further argument uh, for waiting until February. Add in Omicron and uh, with its likely complex uh, inflation impact, uh, we see Uh, demand uncertainties uh, as enough for the Bank of England to hold off until uh, its quarterly forecast in February. Also on Thursday, the ECB is back in the spotlight. Uh, At the September meeting, the ECB pushed the decision on the end of the PEP programme or its transition to APP to the December meeting, at least in part, we're led to believe, uh, due to divergent views on the Governing Council, uh, a divergence that was potentially a factor in the resignation of the hawkish anchor on the Governing Council, Jens Weidmann. Now, as the December meeting is upon us, it's likely that these divergences are even greater. At one end of the spectrum, Germany has 6% inflation, output broadly back to pre-COVID levels, and debt at moderate levels, particularly given the uncertainties uh, we've we've faced of late. Even with the proposed 
60 billion euro stimulus plan from the new traffic light coalition. Now, pressure to cease further monetary accommodation is thus there from, uh, from the German contingent. On the other end of the spectrum, the southern states, debt dynamics are much worse, uh, even accounting for the Recovery Resilience Fund uh, and the wealth distribution therein. And the prospect of the removal of ECB support for peripheral spreads is a major concern, especially in the context of a potential Omicron wave this winter. So a difficult balancing act uh, to find agreement on the governing council. Indeed, it's possible uh, that that decision may even be delayed again. Uh, but delay will not help uh, and certainly uh, not resolve the issue of divergence within the Eurozone and the monetary policy headache uh, that loom beyond the December meeting. So fascinating viewing from the Bank of England and the ECB meetings, but uh, the headline act is undoubtedly the December FOMC. Over recent weeks, uh, much of the focus has been on the Powell's uh, post-renomination hawkish pivot uh, and the inference of an impending acceleration of the QE taper, uh, a narrative that has driven further bear flattening of the US curve. And while we're advocates uh, of the front-end repricing, we're also more inclined to think that the singular focus on the Fed's reaction function to near-term inflation and thus earlier rate hikes, but still relatively few, and thus a low terminal rate, understate the underlying assessment of very strong U.S. growth. In the U.S., there are clear signs of excess demand, uh, not just a factor in inflation. Furthermore, it is important to frame the monetary normalization debate around the emergency settings that were a function uh, of the acute growth and liquidity conditions of March 2020, uh, not to mention the unprecedented fiscal stimulus. On this basis, we think that the expedited pace of taper is only a small part of the December FOMC minutes, the updated growth forecasts, uh, long-term inflation projections, and expectations of the US terminal rate are equally important, if, if not more so, uh, for the yield curve and for the dollar. Thank you, Neil. Certainly a, uh, a big week ahead for, for central banks. Uh, as an aside, I have to say I'm absolutely loving the seasonal references and listening to you there speak about the, the, the Fed. Uh, a paraphrase of the, the the old pantomime saying came to mind: "He's behind you, Mister Yield Curve." Absolutely. And now, in a slight change to our, our regular format, where we would normally look ahead to uh, to, to the sporting action on the weekend, um, we've had the culmination of what has been a uh, a fantastic season in Formula One, um, albeit a, a controversial end to the season. Perhaps you want to to just share your thoughts on uh, on the activities of the weekend. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. You know, as far as sport is concerned, uh, the weekend was really fascinating. Uh, England's attempt to salvage the first Ashes test at the Gabba uh, proved more of a golden duck than a golden egg. Uh, in the Premiership, Crystal Palace looked every bit the Cinderella, uh, while West Ham and Newcastle uh, much more akin to ugly sisters. Uh, but the highlight of the weekend was the Formula One. Incredible season, incredible race, uh, incredulous decision. Uh, but uh, you know, the the official. The race official decision in the final laps were nothing short of a pantomime. Uh, we have said for weeks that this season's Formula One uh, should be made into a movie. And if it is, then this weekend's finale is all but guaranteed a sequel. Absolutely, Neil. I think there are no doubt hundreds of thousands of fans around the world looking forward to that sequel. It's been fantastic to, to, to be meeting with you and listening to your thoughts throughout this season. Um, we will be reconvening uh, a week commencing January the 10th um, for the third season of The Long and Short of the Week Ahead. In the meantime, I wish you and your family a very happy Christmas. Absolutely. Same to you, Matt. Thanks very much. 
Further insights are available on our website, horizonsljcapital.com forward slash insights. We look forward to you joining us again next week for more insights into macroeconomic events and the long and short of the week ahead.